Hello, I'm Cindy Brannon, and welcome to this episode of the Keeping Her Keys podcast, where I'll be exploring what it means to be your own high priestess. And I'm going to frame this discussion around the absolutely beautiful, powerful, and mysterious high priestess card from the tarot. This is one of my favorite cards. I love her. I have a deep connection to this card. And when we are on this journey of ours to become sovereign, empowered, to use the magic medicine and mystery of the goddess to fully embody us, to awaken, you know, to have that serpent awakening within so we experience the wholeness and all of our power and all of our magic, that diving into what it means to become the high priestess is an important part of this journey. It actually represents a new journey. When we make a commitment to being the high priestess of our own lives, we are initiating ourselves into her mysteries. And I just want to add before I go further into the discussion, I just want to talk a little bit about gender because obviously talking about the high priestess, it's a gendered card. Um, I want to say that the high priestess represents an archetype. And traditionally that archetype has been associated with feminine energy. And feminine energy that is mysterious, that is connected to the moon, that is deep inner work, that's about going inward. It's about power with, not power over. So when we kind of unpack what this archetype is all about, we find a deeper essence beyond any sort of gender stereotypes that could have been applied to the card over the centuries, you know, based on the understanding of those who were creating the cards at the time. And the journey of this card, the High Priestess card, you know, she's a goddess in her own right. She, you know, she is amazing. But the journey of this card really parallels the journey of the divine feminine throughout our history. So I'm going to kind of peel this apart in, in different ways. So I'm going to start first by talking about some of the history of the card herself. So the history of the card herself, dating back hundreds of years, is that the high priestess was a card of intuition, a card associated with the moon, and a card associated with initiation. And she came second after the magician um, in terms of the numerical cards of the major arcana, so the fool and then the magician and then the high priestess. So the high priestess as a key represents this transition from the magician who is preoccupied with power over. He is preoccupied with magic that is about fulfilling his own needs. He is, it's not a card of the depth, it's a card about the outward projection of magician. 
if you look at the magician card in your deck, you can see he is a very kind of outwardly worldly figure of bringing magic out to achieve goals and accomplishments and, you know, manifesting. Whereas the high priestess comes after him and she's like, whoa, wait a minute. I know you've got all these goals to achieve, but I'm here to say that unless you go inward, the journey actually doesn't progress. So that's if we look at her position within the major arcana. And the high priestess is really different than the empress, who is often seen as embodying all of the feminine archetype and is sometimes pictured, you know, as being pregnant because that is seen as like the ideal feminine. Again, I'm just talking historically and obviously there's going to be a lot of gender stereotypes um, played into the conversation when we get into history. And the, the high priestess is also very different than the queens, which I recently talked about the queens and the empress in a podcast episode. Um, and the, she's different because she is about the deeper world. She's about psyche. She's about the world of spirits. She is about entering into the mysteries because without the mysteries, our journey to becoming whole, to becoming the world and embodying all that we are is stagnated. It stops if we deny the high priestess her power. The queens are very much attuned to the material world in many ways, although they certainly have aspects of the deeper world. But the high priestess is really the call to the deeper world. She's the call to doing shadow healing. She is the call to our intuition. And historically, these things were, of course, discounted and minimalized by uh, the patriarchy. Within Christianity, you know, the role of women as mystics, as seers, was really reduced and marginalized to the point where, you know, it was against the rules. So there are some historians that say that the high priestess card is actually really associated with these Christian mystics and even the legendary female Pope S, uh, which is a fascinating historical avenue to uh, take yourself down if you have a bit of time to, to get into those kind of origins about the high priestess as a card. Of course, before there was um, the onset of what we know as tarot today, there were high priestesses. And in the Keeping Her Keys tradition, we honor many different goddesses. And of course, we start um, and end with Hecate as, you know, the, the mother of all, the witch mother, she who holds the keys to magic, medicine, and mystery. So if we look at the high priestess, we can't be very far from Hecate, where she is such a powerful goddess for awakening the intuition, our psychic abilities, and is such a symbol of feminine sacredness in the wholeness of it, not redacted to, you know, just about being given birth or just the crone as she's sometimes portrayed or just the maiden. 
Hecate represents the wholeness of the feminine sacred, and the high priestess is a guardian who leads the way to Hecate. That is the high priestess's role. Historically, the priestesses of Hecate in her many temples were often what's known as sibyls. And these sibyls were prophet priestesses who were highly esteemed within the temple structure. They had a role to provide prophecy and to also provide healing. And when we look at the sibyls, we truly get the idea of what, what is the essence of the high priestess. She is the intuitive healer who understands the deeper world. And she is also very disciplined. You know, she is consistent. These ancient sibyls uh, had this really phenomenal ritual where people in need of prophecy or need of healing would uh, leave leaves, actual leaves, um, for her to write her prophecy on, and that would be the medicine, then, you know, the seeker would come back the next day to find the leaves at the entrance to her cave, and that would be their pr prophecy, their medicine, their prescription, um, what they needed to do. And so there was this aspect of these ancient sibyls and again, you can, you know, you can go on a Google search mission and read lots more about the Sibyl of Kumai, for example, and her glorious caves. And you can see that these Sibyls inhabited this space. They had these chambers underneath the temple and were really revered and honored. Their influence did remain uh, into early Christianity. And it's a really a fascinating phenomenon that they did hold influence. Um, they were very wise and, you know, uh, rulers would consult with them. And there's even a Sibyl of Kumai painted on the Sistine Chapel, if uh, you really want to go deep into the high priestess energy of the Sibyls. Hecate, of course, was not only associated with the Sibyl, she was also really strongly associated with the Morai, the Fates. And here we see another aspect of the High Priestess as she goes into those mysteries and she wants to pluck, you know, the fibers on the web of life and understand where her journey will lead, learn from the past, and really stand in the center of her own web now in power and under and use her intuition and her insight to spin out that web um, of her own choosing. So in a way, she is becoming her own Mirai as she weaves her web within this larger web. Being a high priestess evokes the power to not only create your own web and to go into the web of the Mirai to learn their mysteries. It's also about how this web formulates the wheel of time, Hecate's great wheel, her strophalos that she spins. And as a high priestess, we step into that wheel 
traveling not only deeper into the unseen world, but into the future and the past. The high priestess is a time walker. She is a spirit walker. And she's also very much about standing in her own power. The high priestess knows that her journey is not yet complete. The high priestess, because of her intuition, she knows a desire for wholeness. So her mission is very much this journey of healing, of searching, of seeking to understand the mysteries. And this often transforms into a mission of helping and healing others through her intuition and through helping them into initiation into the mysteries. There is so much, much to learn from the High Priestess card, from the ancient Sibyls, from Hecate, and also other goddesses associated with Hecate. I really want to just draw attention to Circe and Medea, who I talk so much about in my book that's coming out um, on November 1st in 2020, which is called Entering Hecate's Garden. Circe and Medea were high priestesses. They used their knowledge and their natural talents to engage in prophecy. So not only were they powerful sorceresses, they were also sibyls in their own way. And another goddess I want to just pull out quickly is Persephone. And I've written about Persephone quite a few times. I've had a really close relationship with Persephone. I want to say now, like for, for most of my life, I just absolutely adore Persephone. She is so healing. And she herself, you know, as a queen, which is different than being a high priestess, but she is associated with the high priestess because on the Rider-Waite-Smith tarot deck, they put um, a wall of pomegranates behind their high priestess. And so this has led to many people associating Persephone with the high priestess card, although Persephone herself did not perform a practical role as a high priestess. She was a queen, um, and, I, and in a way, she was priestess of the seasons because that is her mystery was about being able to turn the seasons. So if you are a high priestess and strongly attached to Persephone, the energy is that you are her high priestess. And certainly when we look at the ancient mysteries associated with Persephone and also her mother Demeter, we see this true initiation um, as well in those mysteries. So Persephone has a really strong attachment to the high priestess card as well. In our modern times, the high priestess really is a beckoner to the psyche. She calls us to get into ourselves. And it is through ourselves that we enter into the mysteries. You know, the mysteries abide within us. And by exploring our own mysteries, can we cross thresholds into the spirit world 
uh, in terms of developing our prophetic gifts, our ability to go into trance, to astral travel and the like. The high priestess is often drawn featuring the moon and also water. And this harkens to her emotional aspects as well. So the image of the high priestess that emerges is this powerful figure who guards the entrance to the mysteries within and the deeper ones. And she does so from a position of emotional authority. And that moon of hers shines over the water. And that is an invitation for us to dive in deep to our own psyche, our own mysteries, our inner world, um, and see what's been hidden from us. You know, there may be issues from the past and certainly in the modern day um, parlance, the high priestess is deeply associated with recovery from trauma because she is all about gaining power over her emotions, learning from her emotions, and diving into her emotions so that her intuition becomes stronger and she honors her intuition. Since the high priestess is so associated with this inner healing work and that her moon she shines the moon over us saying hey you can get in here to these waters of yours swim in this river and uncover these pieces that need to be uncovered and you know brought to shore so you can release them you can take their wisdom and release their weight so she's almost like a call to really do this kind of deep diving where you're getting, you know, the rocks that are messing up the bottom of your beautiful lake where you can swim, you know, those things that scratch our feet, you know, so she's not only telling us to stand on the river's edge with our arms raised in front of our altar, beckoning down the moon and connecting with Hecate and Persephone and you know, the ancestors of the Sibyls and Circe and Medea, but she's also saying, hey, that's all well and good. And if you really want to stand in front of that altar and be super powerful, you need to get wet. You need to go into the water. But her medicine is such that she is saying, there's no fear of drowning. I've got you. I am here with you. I am in you. You are you are intuitive and skilled at going into your own emotional depths. So the, the High Priestess card is a really challenging card to receive in a reading because she does have such a complex set of messages that she brings forward. So if you do receive her in a reading, she pops up for you. You know, it can be an affirmation. It can be like, yes, you go. You are the high priestess. You are already on your way. And I've got a really interesting story about being the high priestess and having the card come up spontaneously in the reading. So 
one aspect of the high priestess when she comes up in a reading is that she's saying to you pay attention to the synchronies because the mysteries are not only like these deep mysteries when we go into ritual and we're in trance and we have an initiation ceremony like we just did in the keeping her keys coven she's also about hey you are a creature of the spirit world you are a beacon for messages and visions and dreams that are so powerful and one aspect of the high priestess that i really want to call to your attention is the awareness of synchronicities so if you're seeing the high priestess come up in your reading and you're like oh i'm not sure what that's all about her medicine for you may be that there are synchronicities happening around you happening around you that you need to dial into that you know you can amplify your awareness and that's really what she does i love her as a talisman for amplifying awareness of what's going on around us you know like really pulling our intuition uh, into being the observer because the high priestess you know she has her eyes closed sometimes but she's seen everything with that third eye of hers even when her eyes are closed in prayer so synchronicities paying attention to them can be one of her messages when she comes to you in a reading so like i mentioned yesterday on the new moon we had just an amazing initiation ceremony within keeping her keys initiation ceremony i'll try it again um and it was just fabulous and we had over a hundred just amazing seekers witches claim their own initiation because within keeping her keys i am the guide that leads my students to initiation and then they choose their own initiation their own sacred title high priestess high priestess um, or other sacred title we have many beautiful ones and so we had the ritual the ritual was amazing it was just so powerful and i was just so blessed to be able to lead everyone there and then when it was all said and done so it was quite late I finally, I, I end every day with a bit of meditation, a little bit of yoga, anoint myself with some oils that I use, uh, do all the things to have some great dream time experiences. And I always pull two cards before I go to bed. And you know what I'm going to say. So after this ritual where I was the high priestess who oversaw all of those seeking initiation, I of course drew the high priestess. So that's a really like shouting out loud um, mirror back to where my own energy is. Because of course, the high priestess is also a mirror of the high priestess within us. She's a call. She's saying, hey, you are the high priestess of your own life. Pay attention to these synchronicities. Pay attention to your dreams. Go with your gut. So that was a really fabulous synchronicity. And I've got another one that's less obvious. So I was listening to a podcast. Um, I listened to a lot of like Jungian podcasts. And I was listening to this podcast and they were telling the story about um, 
where Carl Jung had um, a client who was recounting this really powerful dream she had of a scarab. And at that moment, a scarab like flew into the room. So a scarab is a beetle. And so randomly, this podcast brought this up. So then I'm reading this book. I love this book. Um, I guess I'm rereading this book because it's so much to take in. And it's called Cosmos and Psyche. And in this book, out of the blue, the author starts talking about the exact same story. And I'm like, oh, two things. Well, that's interesting. But, you know, it could just be, we could just be mundane coincidence here. So I thought, well, I'm going to go out and get some air. It was one of those like hot summer nights. And I was like, I'm going to go out and get some air under the waning moon. Love the waning moon. So I went outside and, you know, there was just enough moonlight. Uh, it's really hot and humid and hazy. And I looked on the railing of the deck and lo and behold, there is a giant beetle, a big black beetle, honestly, about three inches long sitting on the railing of the deck. We never see those kind of beetles around here. And then after, so it's like, oh, something is going on with this scarab medicine. And so we had the ritual and I was sitting down, you know, to make the final notes um, to do this podcast. And I noticed a message from one of my students and she wrote, you know, before the ritual, I just had this vision of a scarab. And I was like, wow, that is like four scarab coincidences. There is something deeper going on with scarab and me right now. So then this is what the high priestess can be bringing to you. She can be saying, these things are happening in your life. Pay attention to the synchronicities. Don't be so involved in like your rituals and your tarot cards and astrology that you fail to notice this medicine that the universe is bringing to you because we are all part of this sacred fabric and as the high priestess as you know incredible beings who are really engaged with the mysteries of the cosmos we are going to attract these instances that are like, you know, little fibers in that giant web that cross with ours and we can either notice them or we fail to notice them. And as a high priestess of our own lives, we are going to be aware and receiving the medicine as it comes to us because we're using our intuition. You know, we're not the hierophant all about rules and dogma and, you know, being an agent of the government and upholding the structure. The high priestess is flowing. She is the river. You know, she's under the moon. She is keeping some things to herself. Um, and she is also sharing what she wishes to share. So she's really an invitation, you know, to look at synchronicities, to go deeper into our tarot work and our astrology work uh, and our rituals and our meditations. She is all about going deeper into these states so that we're becoming more tuned into, you know, the wheel of time, the order and structure of the cosmos and Hecate as the soul of the world, the anima mundi, because that is how the ancients 
um, understood her before, like the high priestess and the sibyls and the other goddesses and women in general, before all of this, all of this glorious feminine sacred energy was really defiled in marginalized and pushed aside so that, you know, the energy of structure and order and law and no room for creativity, no room for in, uh, intuition, no room for sacredness, you know, no room for the emotions. And another aspect of high priestess medicine that can be really, really powerful is that she calls us towards embodiment. You know, we've been, and again, you know, like in our society, we have been programmed to kind of live life from the neck up. You know, like our mind is what's more important. Our thoughts, our ration and our reason, logic. But the high priestess is like, her energy resides like deep in our root, our womb, uh, regardless of gender, you know, you have a root that's deep in your pelvis that is the core essence that's associated with, um, you know, your sexuality, that's associated with the lower vertebrae, that's associated with, um, you know, like going to the bathroom, you know, this deeper energy that we've re that is our root that is our womb it's our cave right our mind is like this chamber that's been programmed to just be full of right wrong the voice of others you know telling us what to do but the high priestess says hey it's time to pull yourself back into your body go all the way down to your root where your intuition lies that gut feeling and listen to that. That is the seat of emotions. That is where you will gain so much knowledge and wisdom. So you can work with, collaborate with this high priestess to awaken all of the things I've talked about. You know, your, she'll help you strengthen your own psychic abilities to become your own Sybil and to become ultimately your own high priestess of your own healing and your own journey so that you move towards wholeness and go deeper into the mysteries within and deeper into the mysteries of the spirit world, the mysteries of the goddess, the mysteries of Mother Moon. She is primordial and powerful and is an excellent guide and companion along your journey. Creating an altar to the High Priestess is phenomenal. Um, allowing yourself in the High Priestess because she's a mirror. We possess these abilities. We are our own High Priestess. We are powerful Sibyls in our own right. And the high priestess calls us to get over the program, you know, get over what we've been told, to release the voice of others, to heal from trauma, to go inward. And the journey inward, of course, is not easy. The high priestess raises her hands in power 
because she knows what it's like to be disempowered. And now she turns and she becomes the one who wields the power within her and doesn't give her power away to anybody else. She is sovereign and she is deep and she is so amazingly powerful. So I hope you enjoy your journey as your own high priestess. May you be blessed as you claim your own initiation into the sacred feminine, the mysteries of the moon and the womb. No, no matter how you go about it and who you are, going into that energy will illuminate so much within yourself and through that, you will really journey deeper into the mysteries of the unseen world. And I'm going to finish um, just by reading a little verse I wrote quite a few months ago when I was starting to prepare for, we call it the Nyssa ceremony, the ceremony of initiation in the coven. And this verse just came to me. It was totally channeled, gifted by the muses, um, which is more high priestess medicine because we get connected to our creativity. I am the high priestess. My body is the temple. My mind is the altar. My soul is the shrine upon it. My life is the ritual. I am the High Priestess. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Keeping Her Keys podcast. You can learn more about my teaching at keepingherkeys.com.